Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovis, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to introduce Stacy Ashley. Stacy is a high performance leadership and coaching expert dedicated to helping leaders navigate the complexities of globalization, technological advancement, social interconnectivity, massively accelerating change, and a multi-generational workforce. She is also the author of three Amazon number one best-selling books about leadership, including the newly released Show Up 21. She has been featured in The Age, Sydney Morning Herald, In the Black, HRD, CEO Magazine, and Coaching World. Stacy, I am so thrilled to welcome you to Leadership Reimagined. Jane, thank you so, so much. And can I just tell you, I could just listen to your accent all day long. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing for you, too. <laughs> So tell me, there is, there is so much conversation about high performance and what coming, you know, we were just talking about kind of, we're coming into a, a new normal that we still don't really know what, what it's going to be yet. It's still in, in such a creation and yet with all this conversation about high performance, what does that mean to you? Mm. I think for me, high performance is about being the best you can be in any given moment. And obviously when we're working in a team situation that collectively we do that. So, you know, the sum of the parts is, sorry, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, that whole equation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the moment, particularly what, I, what I'm seeing and and feeling um, and you probably are Jane as well is that you know people have been challenged over a really extended period of time not just at work but in life in general because we've had this this pandemic and all of the consequences that go with that and the and the massive change that's arisen from that and so even just being able to turn up (laughs) you know and show up each day um, has become challenging because it's just taken so much, you know, so much focus and attention and energy and all of those things over a really long period of time. And so I think at the moment, high performance is actually about showing up mm. every day at, at your best, um, but taking the care of yourself to enable you to be able to do that. Um, so that for me, I, I think I've probably modified a little bit, but I think that that knowing what you need you know, particularly as a leader, to be able to show up at your best and then bring out the best in your people around you, that for me is high performance at the moment. Yeah, yeah. The the definition that I use for leadership is that leadership is the art of empowering a group of individuals to accomplish a goal. And it's, to me, the secret word in there is empower. 
Absolutely. I love that. And you have to know who you are, what supports you before you can empowers other, empower others. And they need to know what supports them also. Most definitely. I, I think uh, one, one of my sort of philosophies of leadership very much lines up with that, which, which is the whole first lead yourself. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's the foundation upon which your leadership is then built. So so we need to really know ourselves, bring out the best in ourselves, look after ourselves, you know, um, aspire for ourselves, and then we can do the same for the people around us. Um, and that enables that whole empowerment um, conversation that you're talking about. Right. So when you're looking at empowering, because what you do is imp- is help leaders empower themselves. What's critical for you? Mm. If I if I had to sum it up in one word, I would say coaching. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so so empowering is a great concept. Mm-hmm. What I find when I'm working with leaders is they they understand the concept. They're just not sure necessarily how to put it into action. And that's where the coaching piece comes in. That whole ability to be able to develop accountability in others and ownership in others, but also help them to understand um, how they can find a way forward, what their options are to develop their own ideas and strengths and, and, um, and, and use their initiative. And when we use a coaching approach, we help people to tap into all of that about themselves. And that's empowering. Mm-hmm. You know, when I've got access to all of my own resources, that's empowering. Um, and when I can make a decision and a choice that I own and I am accountable for, that's empowering. And so for me, it's coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And I, I, you know, when when you said that, you make a decision and you own it and you're responsible for it. Because then when you own something, there's, there's, a, there's another level of commitment. You know, when you're doing something for someone else and you really haven't taken ownership of it, you, most of us will do it, but not at 100%. Mm. But when you own it, and even if it's not your idea, but you've taken ownership of it, don't you find that people really want to contribute? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think for me, it's, it's, again, it's one of those foundation pieces. If you can help people to take that ownership, to identify how they can contribute, yeah, absolutely. They're going to be much more excited and <laughs> dedicated to that than to something that's kind of been pushed down to them on high with no conversation and, and no consultation um, and just being given a goal as opposed to being um, invited in to contribute to the goal, I think makes a massive difference. Oh, I like that invited in to contribute. You know, that's, that is so, because because on one hand, then you have a choice. And so Absolutely. you're now saying, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that power of choice, because there's so many situations in which people feel like they don't have control, they don't have choice. Um, and I think wherever we can, when we can create that choice or that opportunity, I mean, the options might, none of them might be great, but at least if I get to choose one, um, it's still my choice. And so I think that that is 
um, really important for people to have a sense of control, um, to have a sense of actually that they can participate and contribute in some way. I think just knowing that you can do that makes your level of contribution more likely to be higher. Um, just knowing that, yes, maybe I can actually make a difference here in some way. Um, and so I think that power of choice is incredibly important. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes we think that there is only one way to do something, which is our way. Mm. And there's usually many, we have, we have a, a columnist here in the U.S. called Dear Abby. I don't know if you're familiar with her. And, and she wrote, you know, that there's like a hundred different ways to load a dishwasher. You know? <laughs> and yet we get stuck on this is the right way. And what we really want is what are the results? Mm. And I, I find that oftentimes leaders, manager, anyone, they know what they want, but they haven't taken the time to articulate and get clear about what it is that they want so that they can share it with others. Mm. Then the others, then people can have free choice as to how they do it because they're going to get to the same place because they know where they're going. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with what you said there, Jane. I think um, that articulating the, the, you know, what is, where, where are we going? You know, what's the result or the outcome or the change or whatever it is that we want. Um, but then, you know, handing over that, that uh, opportunity or option to make the decision. So it's not my decision as the leader or the choice as the leader. I'm actually going to hand that over um, to my, my peer or my team member to make that choice. Um, I, I think, again, this is where the coaching comes in. You know, if we give people coaching skills, they know how to do that. Um, I know I, I work a lot with leaders where I help them to build their own leadership coaching um, capability. And one of the, the things that I find is the biggest challenge is exactly what you've just described, which is they have a way of doing something. And so when their team member comes up with another idea, they're like, oh, I'm not sure if that's going to work or I wouldn't do it that way. And so that's one of the biggest kind of self, uh, self obstacles that, that we need to come up, get over as leaders. Like, yes, we have a way that works for us, but there are so many other ways. And if we ask the question and we give the choice to someone else, they may come up with something that's completely brilliant that we would never have thought of. And so we're accessing you know, this huge set of resources that are beyond our own. So we're, so we're creating capacity and opportunity because we're empowering and because we're, we're offering choice to the people around us. And I think that that's, you know, pretty, pretty um, important, but also it's such an incredible thing to do as a leader because all of a sudden, you know, if you're empowering all the people around you, you look pretty amazing because they're doing great things. That. That is so true. I mean, think, th and you look amazing and think of the expansion that you can create. Because you, as one person, you can only do so much. If you've got five or 10 people supporting you going where, where you want to go, you're going to go further fa and faster. 
Oh, so, look, so true. I mean, I, I think <clears throat> it's it's really hard, I, I, though. I, I think, Jane, you know, you will have seen it as well. When people first become leaders, that's a really challenging concept to kind of let go of making sure everything's done and done the right way and then sort of transitioning into leading, so empowering the people around you because you've set the goal and the vision. Um, and so anything we can do to help leaders make that transition so that all of a sudden they have got this incredible capacity and capability and resources that's beyond self, um, I think, you know, anything we can do to enable that is just going to equip the leaders. It's going to bring out the best in lots of people. And as you say, all of a sudden you've got the potential to, to really transform something rather than just, you know, let's just do the tasks. Uh, and I think there's a really big difference there. Yeah. Because, um, you know, and that's where, that's one of the places where we are today is in that need for transformation. The mm. way we've been doing things for, for years, not just through the pandemic, but coming up to the pandemic have not really been effective. Mm. I, I, look, I would agree. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people um, have said to me, you know, whether it was early in the pandemic or, you know, well through was, you know, what have you noticed about leadership? And have you noticed that um, there's this sort of a bit more compassion and kindness in leadership? Or have you noticed um, the challenges around, um, you know, delegation or letting go of, you know, having responsibility and, and the pandemic has brought all these things. And I'm like, actually, no, those things have existed for a really long time. What the pandemic has done is shone a light on how important it is that we address them. Um, and so, you know, it's just really amplified some of the challenges and, and, um, and roadblocks and perhaps limitations and said, you know what, we need to do leadership better. Um, and, and for me, that I think is a really great, one of the upsides of the pandemic if we all of us you know have got a lot more people going we need to do this better then that's going to start to happen at a at a faster rate than it would have otherwise so for me no it's you're right it's not about the pandemic those things happened they were there all, all the time but this is now an opportunity for us to really start to build the expectation um, to a higher level of what leadership should really be Oh, that that is really great. Building it to a higher expectation of what leadership really can be. Um, think about think about that. You know, with we're we're dealing with the great resignation, as I say, the great resignation of the resigned. You know, people are 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 resigned about and the resigning of the resigned, you know, it's such a play on words because it's mm. an action that's happening and it's an emotion that's causing it. And, and, um, and so as a leader, think about the opportunities that you have. Oh, it's, it's huge. I, I think at the moment we've just, the opportunity is almost limitless at the moment in so many spaces. And yes, yes, there's a resignation, but that, that for me is just, 
it's just another facet of change. And so what's the opportunity that that creates? There's also, um, I've heard an, another one as well as the great resignation is the great burnout, which is particularly about women in, in the workforce because during the pandemic for many working women, they've also topped and tailed that with homeschooling, caring duties, uh, et cetera, which they've, you know, the research says anyway that they've taken a bigger load of that. And so there's this really extended burnout thing happening there as well. So we've got all of these things going on. But to me, again, it's opportunity. Let's let's think about how we can do this smarter. You know, let's think about um, what we can do to support our people so they can then operate in this more empowered uh, way in this changed world and everyone is is happier and more effective and contributing. I mean, to me, it's, hey, it's just one big opportunity, Jane. <laughs> I know. And, and we've got all these studies that, sh- that prove, say, show that when you take care of your employees, and they're happy and motivated and they're in the right job and they're doing the right work and they're they're being they're being challenged and acknowledged and all of this that companies do so much better that business does so much better mm. and companies are really seeing that right now because there are companies that are thriving during this time and and they're not losing people because they have taken their people into account mm. as a as a critical component not a cost center yeah, look, I would absolutely agree with that. I think it's been a really interesting, I mean, there'll be so so much research and case studies, won't there, on reflection yeah. over this period. But I think it's been really interesting to observe the way that different organisations and their leaders have responded, you know, to this big crisis and change period. Um, and some have, as you say, they, they've really, they've listened to their employees, they've supported them, they've, they've acknowledged that they need to change perhaps the way they operate, they've broken down barriers around how do we trust our people working from home uh, and all of those sorts of things. And then we've had the other end of the spectrum where, you know, that there isn't trust, you know, we haven't supported our people, we, we haven't developed our people um, during this period um and even when they've needed that development you know over an extended period of time you know maybe we haven't brought our leadership team together online because we always used to do it face to face and so we don't know how to do it online or we chose not to um and so there's been all this missed opportunity and unfortunately those organizations are going to suffer because there isn't going to be the employee um loyalty as the opportunities continue to open up there isn't going to be the cohesive you know strategic direction because we didn't get our leadership team together um, and so it's just been so interesting to see this massive sort of almost split of how organisations and their leaders have responded, you know, to the changing circumstances. I think that if they haven't already, you know, people need to like you, you need to elevate the way that you're leading right now, um, because otherwise you are really going to potentially suffer some serious consequences around 
you know, keeping your people, keeping your organisation relevant, having a, an organisation that is actually sustainable as we continue to go through, you know, what we know is a, a, like a marathon of change. We're not there yet. <laughs> We've got a long way to go as we, you know, as, as we settle into the new world. Um, I just feel like, you know, again, there's so much opportunity, but you do have to step up and take it as a leader um, and you do have to make those choices and take those actions and yes, really recognise the importance of things like the employee experience, uh, because, you know, as we know, employees are going to make or break what you do as an organisation. They are your success factor. And, and not only are they going to make and break it by what they do, but also by what they don't do. Mm. And absolutely. And they're employees as a group are are seeing that they do have some power yeah and and they should yeah you know the, the huge uh huge community that contributes to the organization so they should have some power and i don't think i th I, I i see sometimes leaders that almost are afraid of their employees i mean i I have to say that is what I saw at Amazon when they were, you know, doing the trying to to unionize in the um, the warehouses and things. And, you know, the way I look at it. When when you're afraid, you have to hold on really tight. And when you've really got. Power which comes from within and you can, you can then let go because you can actually give that to someone else. Mm. Yeah, but absolutely. And I think a lot of it, you know, it does come down to basics, Jane. I think you're so right. But, you know, if, if I'm, if I don't know what my employees are thinking, if I, you know, and therefore I am afraid because I don't know what they're thinking or um, or I assume things because I haven't been close enough to understand what's impacting them or not impacting them. Now, there are some th really simple things we need to do. We need to talk to them. We need to listen to them, you know, and we need to keep them informed. We need to try to understand what's impacting them, how we can help, you know, all of those sorts of things. So it comes down to really basic things like talking and listening, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I think if we just... If we just did all of that a little bit better, there would be no need to be afraid of our employees, right? right. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, everything always comes down to it, the simplest piece, you know. So, yes, talking and listening and a, and a real level of authenticity that, you know... There are there are companies that we read about and see that have really have really taken that on. And they have grown exponentially. And yet for the companies that don't take it on, they may they may be growing, but imagine the level of growth that they what they could actually accomplish 
if it wasn't all about, we got to hold on to everything really tight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think anything more needs to be said to that. It's just you're limiting possibility. Hold on too tight, you limit the possibility. And I know creating boundless, unboundless possibilities is important to you. <laughs> and that's oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, if you can believe it, our time's just about up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what would you like to share? One last thing that you would like to share with our listeners. Yeah. Look, I think if I, if I go back to the basics, we talked about talking and listening. We talked about coaching and empowering. And, and I think for me, get some coaching skills. That, that's, my, that's my message. Almost every conversation is an opportunity to coach. Um, and as a leader, that really, you know, is going to make, it's a game changer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. I, I wanted to, I'm so glad you brought that back up because I wanted to, to say something about that too, you know, pull a little bit more out of that because yeah, when, you know, for, from your standpoint, what would you say are like the key components to coaching? Oh, really simply. Okay. The first one is listen more than you talk. Mm -hmm. You know, so ask the question with the intention of listening to the answer. <laughs> um, don't, don't jump to judgment or conclusion. As we said before, other people's options are valid. They don't have to do things the way you do them. They don't have to make the choices you do. So, so try to keep your own judgment out of it. Um, and believe in your people that, yes, they can. They do have great resources. They do have great strengths. They don't necessarily have everything, but that's okay. Believe in them because they will come up with some amazing um, opportunities and options and, and ways forward. Um, so I, I think they're probably, you know, to keep it simple, that's where I would start. More, more listening than talking, asking great questions. Um, keep your own judgment out and believe in your people. Because I so agree with that, that I think you could take somebody who's a young leader, who's like just moved into a leadership position. And if they were willing to do those three things, they are going to be an amazing leader. And you take senior leaders who oftentimes forget those and they just they haven't you know they got where they they are because they're they're winners you know they've got mm. skills they've got they've got all of this and they've and they've got some really good you don't even get to be a senior leader if you don't have some good people skills mm -hmm. but those three listening asking questions and then more listening yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it really is about listening and letting people you know have their voice absolutely and i think that also it's, it's it builds all those things connection collaboration communication trust you know, all the things that leaders aspire to create and actually you don't have to complicate it just keep it simple yeah 
And imagine what you'll create because you'll have others creating with you and for you. Yeah, totally. So so we're, we move out of that one-to-one and into a really, you scale your leadership. That's how I describe it. You scale your leadership and the impact that you can have. Yeah. Well, Stacey, this has been great. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Oh, Jane, delightful. Um, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagined. Make sure to visit our website, loveisconsulting.com, to access previous shows and learn more about us.